So, greetings everyone on this beautiful Tuesday. My name is Renee Huang. I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and the host of Ignite Podcast. Super excited to have you guys all here today. We're going to do some creative healing and art expression with Jill Johnson from The Paint Mixer. Hey, Jill. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And wow, it's really good to see all your faces. It, I want to like hug everyone. I miss everybody so much. So it's so good to see you. It's awesome. We've been doing these um, Zoom in calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays at two with a bunch of our different collaborators and community leaders um, talking and discussing different topics that really matter to us right now. And so it's always such a pleasure to see the collection of people who jump on and uh, feel called to the topic of the day. Um, the format of today, we're going to do a very short guided meditation that Jill will lead us through. And then we will, um, I'll chat with her for a little bit just to get some background about this whole healing and um, moving through emotions using creativity and art. And then Jill will actually lead us in an art workshop where uh, if you are just joining us, make sure you have things to create with paper or um, a journal markers, paints, colored pencils, a pen, whatever it is that calls you. And uh, we will go ahead and get started. And so the format is kind of like this neat little mesh up between a bunch of the different um, offerings we normally have when we're not in quarantine. <laughs> well, Women Tribe unites women together through transformational experiences outdoors. And so normally we would be doing this outside um, in an excursion called a wander. And that involves an outside component and a creation component and sitting down and sharing a meal. And so we're kind of stripping away some of those layers, but we're getting to the core of what a wanderer would be like. And then um, I've been hosting these podcasts with women talking about really focused topics um, on the Ignite podcast, which is on SoundCloud and iTunes and also on YouTube. And so I'm recording this right now and we'll share it on those platforms. So we're doing this like hybrid experiment, smushing them together and just seeing what happens. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, I was inviting everyone to make sure they have some paper and something to create with for Jill's workshop that we'll get to in about 15 minutes. But right now I wanna turn everything over to Jill so she can have us uh, close our eyes and lead us through some guided visualization. All right, everybody. So um, welcome. I was thinking a lot today about this because um, I don't know about you. I, I haven't really um, gotten to had the ability to pause. And I love that there is a collective pause right now. Um, but I've noticed that I'm probably moving faster than I was before this, which actually scares me. <laughs> so I actually took the time today to just kind of calm and center because I have been going too fast. And um, a lot of times on the wanders, we pull cards. Um, I have a bunch of different decks of cards. And today I pulled two um, and I have my, let's see if I can do this. I don't know if you can see the first one. Um, this is one of them that came up was be the hunter and not the hunted. And, and then I also pulled another one, which was called Pueo, which had owls as well. So hold them both up next to your face. Um, let's see. There's this one. 
And then there's this one. See how there's owls in both? So I was thinking about the owl and just what it, what it brings to us and the, the teachings it has for us. And one of the big things is that it's the ability to hear what is spoken and see what is hidden in the darkness. And right now I'm thinking about so many people are in that space of darkness, um, whether it's, you know, for me, it's how is this business going to even survive? Um, then I think about people that don't live in places like we do and, or in situations, I do a lot of work with trauma and I think about, some of my clients that might be in situations they can't escape right now. And so I'm thinking a lot about how we find the medicine in the dark. And um, so the meditation today will kind of go through that, if that's okay with everybody. Do I have your consent? I work with trauma, so I better get some consent. <laughs> so um, first and foremost, let's just close our eyes if you feel comfortable and just take a couple deep breaths. A great way to start is just inhaling through the nose to a count of five. Hold it for four. And then exhale for six. And just do that a couple times as you get more in your body. As I say, a lot of times in the groups I work with, you know, we come to each experience with whatever follows us through the door. And so at this moment, let's just check what we have at the door and it will still be there, but maybe it will be a little different, a little lighter when we come back to it. So take a couple more breaths. And then as you relax, um, I want you to imagine or perceive or feel that there's a brilliant and deep indigo night sky above you, especially as we're coming into the full moon tonight. Just imagine that gracious and glorious beam of light that has guided us throughout our lives. And in that space of indigo and light, there's a deep stillness. And in this moment, there's peace. And as you're in this space, you begin to hear the sound of wings moving through the air. And you see this owl pass in front of the silhouette of the moon. And in that movement, there's just this grace and unwavering focus that you see in this beautiful being. And I want you to feel the power and the natural ability of that animal to, get, to just navigate with the strong, unwavering instinct, just this instinct of knowing and trusting their path. And then now I want you to imagine that under that beautiful moon and in that deep indigo space, the owl is with you. And it might be sitting above you on a tree branch or by your feet or in your lamp 
whatever, whatever feels right. And as you do that, feel your connection, feel your vision and your hearing become very sharp and acute. And in this moment, you're able to see and hear and sense the truth, even when it's obscured by lies or manipulations or deception or anything that just feels incongruent with you. And at this moment, you're your own successful hunter for the truth that is you. In this place, you're willing to perceive the truth in whatever life situation is now helpful for your own growth and creative awakening. I want you to feel empowered to commit to yourself and to your path without fear or without holding back. And I want you to receive this vision through unconditional love. In your own time, I want you to come back to us and open your eyes. And as we move through this, just notice the intuitions and thoughts and some impressions that occur to you, you know, over the coming days and weeks and just in our time together. Um, the big thing is don't discount, discount your own sense of things. Um, when something occurs to you, don't dismiss it, just affirm it. Um, I think this is such an important time to creatively and consciously deal with what we're facing. And the creative part is what's gonna fuel so many people to move forward in this with that unwavering grace that we see in kind of our totem for today, the owl. So thank you and come on back and we'll get into the nitty gritty with Renee. Thank you, Jill. That was beautiful and magical. <laughs> Thanks, Annie. And I love how you just intuitively are able to weave together metaphors and images in a way that like is so impactful. So thank you for doing that. That was beautiful. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you started off by saying this was really like the first day that you allowed yourself to kind of breathe and have a bit of focus. Um, how have you been doing? What, what have you been doing? I know there's been so many changes in the paint mixer um, over the last couple of weeks and you've been kind of going at Mach 100. Yes. Well, I, you know, I think it's a minute by minute thing right now. You know, everything changes as we're seeing. Um, just what each day, you know, you wake up to something new. Um, in the business world, there's I felt like I submitted a dissertation last week for um, loans and grants and <laughs> payroll protection and all that fun stuff. So um, what happened was for me, uh, the, I, I knew the minute that we decided to consciously close that I could see the writing on the wall. So I had to either pivot or, um, or just, you know, burn. It was kind of one of the scenes, am I going to be the Phoenix and how am I going to do this? So immediately um, I just started looking around me for what I had and started create, creating from that. And I think um, that's such an important thing that 
especially when I'm doing therapeutic groups, um, is what do we have right in front of us and how can we utilize that? I think so often we're looking for things outside of us to confirm who we are. Maybe if I have, I know as an artist, and I'm sure some of you that are artists do this, like if I have better watercolors or if I have a better press or if I have better paint, it's going to be so much, if I have a better camera, like it's just going to be better. And so I think it's this constant push. And then all of a sudden times like these, we have to just take stock of what's around us. And, um, you know, I'm actually, you know, I was thinking a lot about that darkness and seeing the light. And for me, you know, this, process of owning this business has been really tumultuous from the beginning. Um, so I've had to kind of, I've been in training, I think, for sadly this moment. And now maybe I have a chance to get out of the shackles that I bought into and start creating what I really align with. And so I'm kind of going to it at that place. But I do allow myself um, a good solid breakdown a week, um, like one. dark, like really big dark one. I have a, a lot of them. I like cry a lot, but then I also, um, I think I loved what pink said the other day. She said that drinking is now sport for her. So I kind of feel like <laughs> that's happening to me as well. So I, I want to be very transparent that, um, it is such a process and that's how I come to my art as well. And, anything really is process versus product. And sometimes there's this really great product that comes out of it. But a lot of time I'm working with the process and just showing up to what shows up in the moment and then kind of pivoting with that. And I think with art and creation and anything that we're doing that involves putting energy in, there's no final product right? There's never a point where we arrive and we're like, oh, wait, now I have it and I have everything together and now I can blossom and be the fullest that I will be. I mean, we're always going to have these pivots and these things that take us off into the left field away from the vision that we already thought we had in place. And I think learning how to tap into our intuition, like you're saying, is so important and to be gentle, right? To know that we can't really take a wrong turn. It's not like, oh, I failed. I tried and, and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. It's, it's kind of being gentle and allowing ourselves to see the new opportunity that we might not have seen had we not stepped forward those five steps. Yes, it's funny because as you're reading that, I have, I have a bunch of stuff around me, so I'm gonna try to keep up with it. But I found this in one of my journals and it was Felix Culpa. You can see it and I'll read what it says because you probably can't see it, but it's called the fortunate fault and it's turning a culpa into something Felix is a deliberate act of focused attention, a bad luck event that ends up positive. And then I think about I'm in the land of paint and sip, which is all like been taken from Bob Ross. And so his whole thing is about, you know, the, the happy accidents and I just think that's such a big thing in how we move forward. And a lot of time it's the beautiful oops where I find a lot of my art is definitely, I made a huge mistake. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, I never knew that medium worked that way. And I have to kind of pivot with it. And then I also really live on this idea that 
a lot of my art, I have to go to some of it with it not being this precious thing that I can throw it away or I can burn it. I mean, I know Renee's very much into burning things. So it's really good to also allow your art to go away and to, to make big mistakes and then just toss it. And I think, um, you know, what, what we see, you know, there's two different worlds I live in. It's the therapeutic side where I work with trauma. And then there's this side, which you see behind me, which is the paint and sip. And what I keep seeing over and over again is that people just want to express and find ways of expression. And sometimes it's fun art. Like here, I call this like the spa, like you come in and it's fun and we take care of everything. And then like the PT, like the therapeutic art is when we're really getting into disrupting our narratives and seeing things in a different way and seeing how when we use metaphor, when we use image, when we use poetry, when we use these different forms of expression, we can sometimes pivot and see different ways of how we can come to things. For me, creativity is just looking at something and seeing it in a new light. And it's not, sometimes it's an aha, and sometimes it's just like, oh, that's interesting, you know? So I think it's just really being gentle with ourselves. I am so hard on myself with my art because I've been running a business, so I don't even know where to start with my art lately. I, I'm just behind the scenes, like trying to keep the, everything afloat, and I'm watching all my beautiful artists like create and go to shows that I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I remember those days. So I have to look at how I approach things in a creative light and trust that, you know, the easel will be there, the camera will be there, whatever it is will be there um, when needed. And, um, and it's just being gentle on ourselves, but also knowing that there's another way of seeing. And I think, I don't know if I can find it, but as you're asking me something else, I, I found something else this morning. Okay. Well, I did want to hear um, and want you to share with everyone how you came to this type of career because you were a competitive mogul skier, were you not? Yes, I miss those days so much. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I really miss my biggest stress being skiing. I miss that a lot. And boy, I did not realize what it was until later. <laughs> How did you transition or what called you to this type of work? Um, well, because it's so unique and you do it so well and just with so much passion and ease. Well, thank you, honey. I, um, when I retired from skiing, I was in my family business and I was dating this guy who's now my husband and we were in long distance and my parents were getting a divorce and I decided that I should go figure out why four years of long distance, I should be with this guy. And it was a great time to get out of the business. So I moved to Chicago and I was kind of like a fish out of water. I had no idea where I was, what I was doing. And I grew up in Park City. I breathe Park City. I am like a mountain girl through, through and through and I have a tribe and it just was here. And then I got there and when I started taking classes as I was trying to find out what I wanted to do and work. And, and I took an art therapy class at the Art Institute of Chicago, just downtown. And the minute I took it, I remember calling Matt and I just knew that I wanted to go there. So then all of a sudden I was trying to get a master, I was trying to get into a master's program and I didn't have 
any of the backgrounds. I, my mom is an incredible artist, but I didn't study arts. I had to suddenly come up with a portfolio. I had to do all this stuff. So somehow, some miracle, I got into the Art Institute. And then I went on the journey of art therapy. And, um, you know, I think grad school, I learned a lot of what I didn't want to do. Um, and so I just learned how I wanted to be. But one of my biggest things was I worked in hospice. And my whole thesis ended up being about caregivers and hospice. And it really just taught me how to come into environments and get out of my own way. Because the first little bit, I had my own idea of what I thought death and grief should look like because I only knew my own. And when you walk into people's homes, it's, it's so different. And I would come in with this huge agenda like, oh, we're going to make some art and we're going to heal and we're going to have all these great you know, insights for everyone before this happens. And I had to learn, like I, I had a plan and then I had to have the plan of no plan. And I had to just show up, whether it was changing a diaper or holding someone's hands or, you know, some of it was art. I think it was artful presence. I learned more than anything. And then I moved back to Park City and I just started working and doing a lot a lot with um, trauma and started a group for sexual trauma. And then that grew into working with vets and military sexual trauma. And, you know, I never expected any of that. You know, I thought I'd be working with kiddos and it really is now all adults and, a and now a lot of men's groups. And it's just been a really interesting journey. And then Four years ago, my husband thought it'd be great to buy a business. And we <laughs> bought the paint mixer. And um, it has been a really difficult, um, eye-opening, um, soul-searching, and just crazy journey. And so um, that's kind of what led me to there. I was trying to do it fast. I hope that was fast enough. No, I think that's beautiful. It goes back to the whole follow your, your intuition and get out of your own way. I mean, you were talking about that earlier, you know, and the darkness and the light. I mean, I think there's a lot of all of that going on, you know, and I certainly don't want to be the polar opposite where I'm like, we're just going to talk about perky subjects. I mean, we're <laughs> in a really challenging time. None of us have been here before. It's scary. It's you know, unexpected, it's upheaval day after day. So I think recognizing the dark is so important in choosing what path we step into that might have a little bit of light on it. So I thank you for sharing that. Um, does anyone have any questions for Jill before we move into the, the workshop portion? Put up your hand or unmute your microphone. Go ahead, Shelly. Hey, Jill, um, I just had a quick question, like, uh, because you were mentioning the grief, do you have like some specific resources that you feel like would be beneficial, a good place to start um, to bring art into the area of grief? Just I know grief is a direction I'm headed to hold space for that and art something also the creative process that I want to bring into that. So I just didn't know if you have just some a few resources to kind of just get a baseline starting point. Yes. I have my thesis. <laughs> Send it my way. Um, I have plenty of time. <laughs> it's like this thick. <laughs> um, but another thing, 
one of the best things I did one day, I had this client and they talk about it in hospice where it's the one you think is going to beat it and everyone does it. And it was this really beautiful mom and she, and I would meet with her son and she had cancer and we would meet and he was making this army of these little cute robots. And we worked on them all the time. And the mom and I would talk because he was so young. We just had to keep it in metaphor, but it was very much about this army attacking what was attacking her. And um, I remember the call um, because she died and I was devastated because I'm like, how could she? Like she was going to beat it. This army was going to beat it. You know, we worked so hard on it. And um, that day I went to our library at hospice and I went through all the kids' books. Like I had read everything. I had Kubler, you name it, about grief. But I sat down with every child, children's book about grief. And that was like one of the best things I ever did because it simplifies it. And it really makes us understand it in those terms that are the raw, natural, like childlike way of just seeing it what it is versus trying to come up with big concepts of what we think it should look like. And um, so that was really helpful. And then I will also share a bunch of resources I have with like art therapy and different ways of um, working with it as well. But that was one of the most powerful. I just, I remember the day perfectly and I read every single one of them and it just helped a lot. And there was a really great podcast just recently with Brittany, Brene Brown, I can't remember. I'll also put that like in the resources. I'll follow up um, with the guy that actually meant, was mentored by um, Kubler-Ross. And he talked about the sixth stage of grieving just recently. And what I loved what he said the most is like the most powerful, important grief is your own. And you know, so it's hard because like, especially right now when we're going through all this, we start to compare. She did another one about comparative loss, but being aware of like how we are comparing and it's okay to be like, well, we're so lucky and la la la, but then to also honor your grief wherever it is, no matter the stature, no matter the situation, the best way for us to always work through our grief is to honor our own so that we can hold space for others. And I think that's a really important part of it. Awesome. Well, if there's no other, does anyone else have a question? I think we should your workshop. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna just start again by saying that this is process art. So whatever you do with this art is great, whether you frame it over your bed and look at it with adoring eyes, or you crumple it up after we're done, or you bury it outside, um, whatever feels best for you. And uh, I like to think of, there's a couple things that I always do with, with groups. So the first thing I want us all to do, and I just, I'm a really big believer in it, and I did it right before um, we even got on today was I always write an intention and I do this with my groups because there's such a power in intention and the thing about intention is that it frames our space so even when I was working with clients 
in hospice, I always wrote an intention before I walked in because I didn't have a lot of transition space. Um, even when I work with trauma, like you kind of get out of your car, you get in there and then you're in it. And I think it's really important, especially in times like these to have a, a nice ritual of beginning and closure. So with intention, um, I always write what I want in the moment. So it, so it's a statement of, I am, I am calm. I create, I am curious. I am open. I think if I can find it, I can read what I wrote. Um, um, I am love. I create and express the beauty of artistic expression. I am clear. I am calm. I am a conduit of the muse. So it's always whatever you want it to be. Say it in the now, not I want, I hope, I wish. There's a power that it has um, in our neurons and synapses to really trigger it in the moment. So just take a moment and write your intention. Pencils down, just kidding. <laughs> Gotta have some humor. Um, and then there's a couple things that keep coming up. Um, one thing I wanted to share was um, when I moved to Chicago, one of my dear friends, um, we made a pact that we'd always keep in touch. And back then there was this thing called mail. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I'm pretty sure you have but we started this thing called a circle journal. And so it started with me finding this journal. And this started in 2000. And it's literally, um, I just celebrated her daughter's 18th birthday the other day. And I brought out this journal. So this has been shared with us for almost 18 years. Even when I came back, I think that one's funny. Um, don't you miss George Bush right now? <laughs> but like, it was just filled with things and you never knew when it was arriving. And, but it was always just what was happening in the moment. And so I was thinking about how we can um, cultivate the relationships and the connections. Because the thing that happens when there's a collective trauma or any trauma at all is that we start to isolate and we start to kind of go inward and we don't really think of, um, it just becomes that island. So in this moment, I want you to take whatever it is, paper, um, pencils, crayons, paints, and I want you to create in the center of it, your island, and whatever that looks like. It could just be a circle, it could be a scribble, it could be very detailed. And then from that, I want you to start creating the connections that help when things feel isolated. And a lot of ways of doing this is whatever brings gratitude. Um, 
I think with intention and with gratitude, these are really big things that we give up, we hear it a lot and they're kind of like overused and it's kind of how I feel when I talk about creativity and play. I use them all the time. I'm sure people are like, great, there she goes again. But think about how you, um, how you can create different pathways and different zones to connect. And I'm just gonna, we're gonna have some time. If you have music, I know music over Zoom just kind of isn't great. So if you have music and wanna play music, um, let's just take about 10 minutes. And we have a small enough group that I think it'd be fun if we, if everyone feels open to it to share. But before we share, we'll do one more thing and then we'll come back together. Um, does that sound good to everybody? Any questions? Um, please know there's no wrong answer. Whatever you do is perfect. Can you reiterate, we're doing a circle next to- So we're starting with our islands. So mm -hmm. start with your islands and then think of how you can connect to other worlds, realms, people, places. Think of it, you can think of it as metaphor. I also like to think of, you know, you can go back to our meditation of like the owl and how is, how is your inner scene? How do you use your inner natural instincts to help you pivot to what feels good, what fills you? what helps when things feel really chaotic. And we're using words and... Words, images, symbols, collage, whatever you got. Okay. I can try some music, but I don't know if it will work. Well, maybe as we're doing this, I can ask you a couple more questions. Can you multitask like that? Absolutely. So tell us about what the paint mixer is doing, because you've got these kits now that people can use at home, right? Yes. Um, right now, we are doing um, painting to go kits, and we have um, a bunch of different um, options and uh, so we've been sending those and then I've also have postcard kits so we took all the national parks and it's just another idea of how to connect so these come with all these postcards and stamps and they're just with writing prompts and just ideas and it's kind of like a coloring book um, to color and fill in so we're just trying to pivot from here so as an event-based company, you got to think of something else, right? So right now, um, my poor kids are in a sweatshop, and I think child labor laws have been totally repealed during this time. So they're having to deal with me and creating, but, you know, it's, the team's been good, and it's so far so good. It's almost like the getting a, uh, an MBA in small business entrepreneurship. I mean, I think, I'm PhD, I think it's PhD now. I passed MBA. Yeah. 
Does anyone else want to share as they're drawing what what they've been doing with their time to to keep sane? I know Lara was actually on one of our calls last week that wasn't art-based and you were creating at the same time. Want me to unmute you? Oh, hi. Oh. Hi. Yeah, thank you. That was, yeah, the, in the meditation last time, just, yeah, having the markers. Um, it was just really fun to just express. And, and I'm a person-centered expressive arts facilitator, so I really appreciate the process of play and color and, and just not necessarily knowing, but just following your aliveness, following your juice. So, yeah, that's I'm doing a lot of journaling and, and yeah, tuning into the magic, right? <laughs> yeah playing, dancing, having, doing little art workshops, soul art workshops. And yeah, I feel like it's so important to just find that this is such a beautiful time to take that sacred pause mm -hmm. and give yourself what you really need at this time. Yeah, this is such a beautiful space. Thank you so much for holding this for us, Renee and Jill, for sharing your journey. And yeah, just I feel grateful to get to be with you along by your side along this in this special moment. <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting, Jill, you were talking about how a lot of times we have all these conditional reasons for why we don't do or try or clean up or evolve. And now that a lot of those are stripped away, it's funny. I've been joking with my friends, you know, like, Oh, I've been meaning to clean the house. And now that I'm working from home and completely housebound, I have a whole set of other excuses for why not <laughs> to get to the things that I already had other excuses for. But I think that's like the human condition, you know, and art is one of those, like it's pretty intimidating for a lot of people to just have someone say, okay, go create. And by the way, it's not precious. So you don't have to put that expectation on. Um, in some of the workshops, the wanders that we've held, I'll hear, I'll overhear women say, oh, I'm not an artist or, oh, I'm not good at that. And it's like, we feel the need to degrade ourselves before we step into and out of our comfort zone into something that we feel unqualified to be in. Yeah, I, I think it's a really big, um, you know, a lot of the groups I facilitate, we, the one of the big, the only rule I have is called the no comment rule. And it's about our art, like how we talk to it and how we talk about others art, because we are in such a comment culture now, especially that, and in, in, in a lot of cases of trauma, there's been that one or several comments that are really debilitating and we, we, we go back to them and art has, art is our, it's kind of a benign way to access those trauma points because we can go, it's, it's kind of scary to not know what you're doing and to not be an artist or not feel you have the skill to do art um, because we give art this big meaning of it being fine art or 
it has to be a certain way. And so I really love the idea of just being aware of how we talk about it and, and how it reflects on how we talk about ourselves internally as well. Do you have any exercises that you can challenge people to, to bring art in maybe not every day, but a couple times a week, or if they're feeling stuck or anxious or fearful? Yeah. So like today, you know, we're going to do one of them, but a lot of times I just, instead of, I did a little intervention just to help people have a little focus. Cause usually I keep it open. Um, and I always say, whatever comes through, you know, you don't have to do anything I tell you. So, but I like to do the intention and we're going to probably close our art making in a couple of minutes and then we'll come back together and then we'll do witness writing. And this is a way that I, do art a lot of times. I set the intention and then I create the arts and then I write about it and have it talk to me, as weird as that sounds. So that's a really great way of connecting with art without it being so heavy. But there are lots of prompts. It's like kind of like writing. You can, there's so many on the web if you need, if it help, it's helpful to have different prompts for you. Um, but we can also, when I follow up with this email, um, with Renee, I can also, along with the, um, healing and different ways of working with grief through art, we can also include some other ideas as well, if that's helpful. That sounds fantastic. Mm. I'm just going to say hi to Anna. She just walked in here. Hi, Anna. Hi. <laughs> so as you guys come back from, um, your art and, you know, I probably got a couple sketches on there. Uh, I want you to take a few minutes and this is what I called witness writing. So I want you to just take, whether it's on the same page or a page next to it, just take a moment and look at your art and I want you to um, have a conversation with it. Um, as crazy as it sounds, whether it's through poetry or metaphor, asking it questions, um, wow, why did I choose the blue? Or, hey, mountain, what do you have to say to me? Um, just play with it. It's more of a way to um, get into our subconscious mind. So we're going to take a couple minutes, and then we'll come back together. We'll share with you, and we'll get you on your merry way. Sound good? Okay, I'm setting a timer. So what are we writing down as we're having the dialogue? Oh, you're just writing, just give yourself a couple minutes to free write uh, like, with that. Whatever comes up from- Say that again, honey? Whatever, we're writing whatever comes up from mm -hmm. what we're sketching. Yeah.
25 seconds. Three, two, one. <laughs> Art therapy in an instant. <laughs> Does anyone want to um, share? You could hold up your picture, and then if you would read what you wrote, that would be awesome. Katie, do you just have to unmute you? Oh, okay, there sorry, you go. Sorry. You got it. There you go. I don't know if you can see it. It's bad lighting. Um, but for me, and I loved what you said, this is what I create every day. Um, and for when you said, put an Island out there, I always start when I create, I do this horizon line that oh, kind of is about a grounding. It grounds me. It's kind of how we meet what's in spiritually above us with where we are on the ground. But I always start painting from the top down and I started from the center from your suggestion of what that island looked like. So it looks a little different than most of my work, um, but it was, I loved what was happening in these three little spots with my watercolors. I don't know if yeah. you can see them. And I, I don't know if that's something just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of the word you used with connection. So connecting us to something greater than where, where we might be right now. So thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Sure. Anyone else? Wendy? Yep. Okay. I'm unmuted, I think. Um, let's see if I can see. Mine was just kind of a little doodle. And um, I wrote kind of some things that are keeping me sane by the trees, uh, music and walks and family and games and um, around my little island in the center and the island colors just came I looked at my palette and saw the purple and the teal and I just liked it um but I um I don't know I think today like my intention was I'm open I am calm I am grateful which is definitely not my everyday um feelings but today that's where I am so um I and I think when you were talking about in the meditation at the beginning about the owl and the trees I think today I feel like an owl who looks down and sees kind of bounty below me. I don't always see that, but that's where I am today. So I think all those trees, I was still, I was still in owl mode at that point. I know I almost <laughs> did something about the owl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Anyone else? Thank you. Do we have Lara? Hi. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're up. Go, girl. All right. I'm still getting used to the Zoom thing. I'm, I'm not hung up on you, which is good. <laughs> um, here's my picture. I don't know if you can see it. It may be backwards. Um, but the words I stuck on there, well, I have two I put for my intention, love, and then also be, and just letting things be what they are without trying to fix them or change them. And right now I'm such a fixer. It's hard not to want to. Um, change the way things are so just letting it be uncomfortable a little bit and let it be what it is and things that have calmed me you know kind of having the circle in the center and everything spinning out would be family quiet time picnics being in nature reading candles cuddles with the kids cooking food 
Um, it's honestly gone like everything I feel has gone simpler, you know, like simple things are more comforting. So yeah, thank you so much, Jill. This was beautiful. <laughs> Laura? Hi. Um, so I drew this spiral here. And I'm actually leading something a little later that integrates a labyrinth. And so I found myself kind of like playing with the magic of the labyrinth, guiding into spirit, love, and joy. I am a conduit of magic, the magical spirit and love. And, um, and I just found, I'll just, I'll just read if you don't mind. I'll just read. I just, I, I just really present in the moment, moment. Hi, beautiful. Come play with me on this magical journey. Spirit and whimsical and lots of love await you upon this beautiful path. Your heart already sparkles so vibrantly and gently, hugging you and taking the pureness that is you. I am your friend, companion, muse, peer, cheerleader, and heart-centered spirit. And it is such a joy to get to embark on this lifelong journey with you. Every day is so special. My heart smiles and I love and appreciate your love. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Um, <clears throat> see if you can kind of see my picture. Can you see yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was kind of crazy because it started as an island but ended as the world. Um, and just the realization, I'm on an island with three people because that's who's in my world right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to read to like what I wrote. <clears throat> uh, you are fully grounded and right where you are supposed to be with who you are supposed to be with. You are not alone and fully connected to people, places, and emotions. Your journey up until now has fully expanded your immediate reach. Root down, stand tall, answer the call from a friend or from within. Now is your time. Mm, thank you. Oh. Anyone else? I'll share mine. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. So I started with, I create connection with myself and others. And I'm a very cartoony kind of doodler. So I started with the island and I drew like leaves and hiking in the mountains and sharing things with people in the community. That's me meditating. And I wrote, um, I am flowing, glowing, loving, expanding. I allow the blossoming of mother nature to emerge in all her fullness as my heart returns to the core of the world's singular beat. Awesome. Thank you, Renee. Julie or anyone else? <laughs> She's like, don't call me out. <laughs> Shallon. Shallon's saying now. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll go. My little sketch, if you can see it, it's really light. And then this is what I wrote. Mountain, what are you? And the mountain says, I move up from below. Um, years and centuries, I'm steadily growing heavenward. I am moving up and eventually touching the sky. I connect tendrils of rock, lava, earth roots, and in this island surrounded, 
I still hold the container for all the waters, all the blood, all that connects. If I just sit and stay still and just be steady, I'm always rising. That's beautiful. So that's kind of one of the ways I use art is to create, and even if it's just a couple minutes to, to sketch or to play, but I really, this morning I found in one of my journals this beautiful quote from Mark Nepo that I think really kind of puts this all together. And he says, poetry and art, one of the biggest detriments to it is that we have cast it in society as entertainment when it's air to breathe. We need, it. We need art and poetry to help us express who we are and stay in relationship to what matters. And so with that in mind, um, with what matters, I just, for us to close together, I just want everyone to just share um, something they're grateful for in this moment. And then we'll send you off back to your own islands. And thank you so much for sharing this space. And it's really good to see all of your faces. There are a lot of you that I truly miss from my bottom of my heart and a lot of new faces that I can't wait to meet on the other side of this. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jill. You have such a way with words and metaphor and imagery. I just love it. Um, what I'm grateful for right now is connection because I feel like even though we are isolated and in our own spaces, we can have connection, we can nurture connection. And um, this platform is showing me how easy it is. All we need to do is show up and turn on our cameras. Yeah. So thank you. Um, I would just, I'm just thankful that, um, like, I don't know that I would have ever met you two women, at least not for a very long time. So I'm meeting new people and having new experiences that, um, yeah, that are a gift that I would never have maybe normally had for a really long time. So I'm thankful for that. Thanks, Wendy. Nice mm -hmm. to meet you. I can't wait you to too. Yeah. In, uh, Julie's pool and meet you with cocktails. Yes. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Renee and Jill, I'm just so thankful for both of you to for sharing, um, I don't know, your time and your energy. And Jill, I can feel your energy through the phone <laughs> as much as I do in your presence, which I love that. I never thought that was possible. And I'd never done these video chats or anything before this happened. And it's amazing. I'm probably more connected than I ever was before to a lot of different kinds of people, whether it's work groups or um, art groups or meditation groups, and it's um, super, super inspiring. So thank you. Thank Love you, you both. <laughs> Love you too. Love you. I'm grateful. My oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go, Katie. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for Julie telling us <laughs> to hop on here today. And I have a really long work day. So I'm, I'm a professional artist and I am still working. It will end soon, I'm sure, because nobody's hiring me to do anything right now. But um, I'm still finishing stuff up. So today I'm grateful for Julie for telling me to hop on and for meeting Jill and Renee. And, um, and I'm grateful for technology because this is fearful, I think. You know, so many people have asked me to do workshops and I've always said, I don't know how to do technology. So this is just fun to see that you're creating such beautiful community through technology. So thank you for providing something like this. And you can't break it before. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
I kind of lost Julie. you guys for a minute. Are you on? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I went with Katie and with Wendy up to a workshop in Tennessee. And when we were leaving the workshop, um, Wendy looked at me and she was like, gosh, you know, I feel the old Julie coming back. Like you're getting, you have all these things you got to go do. And I was trying to do stuff on the phone for our lacrosse team in Tampa and all of this. And I have thought about it so much since then. I don't know if you know that Wendy or not, but anyway, and you know, all of a sudden when everything came to a standstill and I had a college student coming home and a high schooler here and a middle schooler. And I thought, Oh my gosh, what is everyone going to do? And as I've been sitting here listening to Jill, who I love Jill, our youngest, her oldest and my youngest went to elementary school together and just, I just adore you, Jill. I'm so glad that I've gotten to sit and cry. Um, but anyway, um, when I saw you were doing this, I told Wendy and, um, and Katie, cause they are my artist friends. I am not, but, um, anyway, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you guys and listening to Jill and seeing her beautiful smile, I'm listening in my house and every one of my kids are doing what their favorite thing to do is. And they're not having, they're not worrying. They've gotten their school stuff done. My oldest is home from college and he's upstairs playing the guitar. My youngest is playing the guitar. My oldest, my middle one is out fishing on his kayak. Like everyone's just pausing and enjoying what they want to do. And I think for me, that's kind of what I needed to do too, um, was just kind of pause and have all those things taken away and have to, you know, I'm not very creative, but I've had to kind of look deep in myself and find like what it is that um, I enjoy. So anyway, hold on just a second. My husband's calling. Let me get this off. <laughs> okay. So anyway, thank you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And Jill, I love seeing your smiling face. I love you. I miss you dearly. Oh goodness. And he's still calling. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Alex he said, hi, Jill. <laughs> uh, please do. <laughs> Anyone else? Shelly or Larry, are you guys good? Um, I'm just going to say, like, I'm super grateful for people being of service during this time and just bringing light. Um, this is a dark period for a lot of people and a lot of things coming up. So thank you for bringing that balance into, you know, everyone's lives at this time, you know, and pivoting and shifting um, instead of just, you know, uh, falling and crumbling, you know, so, <laughs> we do, we do, we do that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as we're not all doing it on the same day, um, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. You know, that we are coming together as a community and offering support, um, when and where we can. So, um, thank you for this and like just grateful for so many reminders and messages that I needed to hear today. So thanks. Thanks, Shelly. Thanks, Shelly. Laura, I'm just grateful for you both for holding this space and for everybody who's a part of this call for creating this dynamic, um, this community together. Just so grateful to be a part of this journey with you. And, yeah, and I hear myself in, in what everyone said. So thank you all for sharing too. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laura, and thanks again, Jill, for sharing your light and your wisdom and your fun with us all. Um, can you remind everyone um, 
paint mixer handles and how to get in touch. Oh yeah. That thing. Um, the paint mixer, there's, it's just hashtag the paint mixer or, um, the underscore paint mixer. I can't remember which one's Facebook and which one's, um, Instagram, but basically the paint mixer is, um, a paint and sip studio. So we have to go stuff. And then right now I'm working on creating some more art therapy, just groups like this, just to help support because I have a lot of my trauma groups that, you know, are home and, so I'm looking at more creative spaces, so I'll keep you guys informed, but it's really good to see your faces and I love you. And I, to those I haven't met in person, can't wait to meet you someday and take care of Julie, please. Yeah. Talk to that girl when we are allowed to again. Oh, <laughs> yes, I know. I miss her too. And she's in the same town. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Awesome. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Wild Women Tribe at wildwomentribe.net. We have more of these community calls going on on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain. So sign up and sign in. And uh, we hope that everyone takes care, brings more art into their lives, and stays healthy and safe. All right. See you next time. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you.